Welcome to Solutions, where men come out of shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood, honor the codes of integrity, and give out real solutions for soul survival. Today, we have on the show a man of universal communication. He speaks volumes with knowledge and works, a humble man who only desires for creators to have a world stage to express the arts. A culture shifter, a pioneer in artist development. Ladies and gentlemen, founder of Audio Swim, Hip Hop University, Emirates Music Summit, and www.albertmcarter.com slash podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Albert M. Carter, also known as Birdo. What's going on, baby? Hey, man, thank you so much for the uh, great introduction, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm honored to be here, man. I appreciate you, brother. I mean, how you feeling today? You feeling good? Good, man. Good. Alhamdulillah. I can't complain, man. Busy in a good in a good way. So I'm always appreciative of work, man. Absolutely. Let's get this thing started. You dropped these gems today. Yes, sir. Let's do it. What person did you meet or see that gave you the drive towards the man you are today? Who or what defined you? Man, that's a that's a really good question. Honestly, man, I'm gonna have to say uh, uh, Jay-Z was probably the first person that I can really kind of uh, uh, understand the environment that he came from and kind of seeing where he went and let me know that it's possible, man, to kind of do anything you want. And then you got guys like Barack Obama that kind of made it from, you know, even though we don't come from the same background, you know, we, we, we face similar issues. So between Jay-Z and Barack Obama, man, these guys are really impactful of my life um, on an entrepreneurship uh, uh, journey. But um, ultimately, you know, I can also very well say my father and seeing, you know, where he came from and, and the upbringing that he had and, and where he's at now. So, you know, was, I have multiple figures in my life, but I would honestly say the person that impacted me the most on, on, on growth would be Jay-Z. Talk to me about what Jay-Z did for you with the moment you realized, hey, I can do this. What was it? Was it a song? Was it a position in business? What showed you like, man, this guy Jay-Z? Yeah, well, you know, man, I'm from Philly, man. So um, Jay-Z had a stronghold in Philadelphia at one time, like around uh, when he was doing that Dynasty album, where he had a whole bunch of Philly artists, the state property crew that he, get, he, he, he pulled up. So I used to intern at one of the music recording studios in Philadelphia that all those guys used to record out of, man. So just saying like what he did, like remembering when they first was coming through and it was just these regular guys just rapping. And then when they first, and then seeing them on TV for the first time, like this guy really changed their life, man. And I always wanted to do that for my friends and family, man. Just like literally change, change their life. But, um, you know, just, just seeing the impact that he made and just being able to come from these, these rough upbringings and grow to a extent where look at him, he's almost a billionaire now. And not only for, as far as the money, man, just the social impact that he has, man, is it, just amazing to me. And um, I'm a person that like to give flowers when they do. So, you know what I mean? I, I will honestly say like he has the most impact on me from a uh, anything is possible type, type of way. Talk to me about what you saw from Jay-Z personally making him a change agent for others and give me a story where you made a change, where you were a change agent for someone. Man, um, like I said, man, he, he was a person that changed the lives of plenty of people from Philadelphia. I went to school with uh, Chris and E from the Young Guns. We are from Nicetown, which is a similar uh, area, which is the same area. And um, yeah, I'm not sure if you 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 know or if the listeners know who Chris and Eve is, but they the guys who sung that "Can't Stop, Won't Stop" Rockefeller Records, and we we get down. Get down so we all baby. we get down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we went to the same school, man. Um, at one point in time, I went to five different high schools. So they at one of the high schools they was at they was there, and they lived in the same neighborhood as I'm from. And they're just saying, you know how he changed their life and like got them off of the street, even like whatever street stuff that they was doing, they was doing it on their own time. It wasn't something that he put forth, man. And just saying how they got these guys out of Philadelphia, make, let them travel the world, um, you know, literally put their destiny in their own hands. And it was up to them to kind of run with it. So me, I mean, I always wanted the opportunity like that, but unfortunately I'll come from a, a place where it's not nobody just giving handouts and opportunities like that. It's all work ethic. So, you know, I just decided to put my grind up. Um, and when it comes down to, uh, that's one thing that he did to make changes that I saw personally, but he never, he's never done nothing for me. I've never met the guy, just the FYI, you know. Um, we do have similar circles just because of the music thing, but you know, like uh, uh, for instance, like one of my mentors, his name is Malik Youssef. He wrote for Beyonce and you know, his, his manager is Saber Travis and she, he, she used to work with Jay-Z. So it was like a really 
you know, one step away type of thing, but I've never had any encounters with them. But as far as me making a change, man, um, I had a program in the States called Hip Hop University. And uh, what we did was uh, work with at opportunity youth. Like I, like I hate using the term at risk because if you look at something as a risk, you look at it as a negative thing. Like you wouldn't go to a casino to risk your money. You go in there because you're looking at it as an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like to win some more money. And so that's the way I look at our uh, our youth, man. I don't look at them as, as, as at risk. So uh, just being involved with some of the negative um, uh, aspects of their life and trying to change that part of it, man, was, was a few things that I've done in regards to being a change agent. Um, also, man, like I say, which I always call myself a culture shifter. My goal is to change people's beliefs, behaviors, and outcomes in general. Like that's literally my focus, especially within in the realm of music right now. I'm an artist advocate. So right now I'm on the artist side, um, but I understand the business of music as well. So I just kind of focus on tying the two together and making a beautiful marriage. Absolutely. Hey, listen, that's a wonderful marriage. If you know how to do <laughs> communication and get the business together, that's right, how right. it is. Right. Do you have a vision board? All day, all day. I make a vision board every year. I also keep keep a journal with me, man, at all times because you never know when ideas will sprout out, man. So I'm, you know, I'm always writing. I'm always um, thinking of new ways to to grow. So the vision board for me, I see is right over my ironing board. So every day when I iron my clothes, if if I iron my clothes, <laughs> but every day when yeah. I iron my clothes, man, I'm looking right at it. It, it. You can't miss it. And everything, honestly, in 2017 every last thing that i put on my vision board i accomplished everything so it's like i do believe in the power of your subconscious and getting that um you know seeing things that uh, uh uh every single day to tap into that to that room if you can give us two goals that you've reached on your vision board one that you're trying to reach apex and one that you did reach what would it be um Man, that's on my vision board now or prior to like well one that you reached that you did accomplish where you said man okay, yeah, I can't yeah. believe it and then one that you're currently chasing. Apex I mean, honestly big just, picture. Just, yeah, yeah, just living over here, man. Living over here is um a dream. Where's here? Man. Uh here's Dubai, man. I'm sorry. UAE in general. Um, but right now I'm currently uh in between I laying in Dubai, so um I always, you know, scream to wave the Dubai flag, you know what I mean? But uh um, yeah, so living over here, man, it's been a dream. Coming from where I come from, man, people don't get a chance to 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 go out their neighborhood, yet alone go out the country, and yet alone go to somewhere like Dubai. So I feel like that's a big accomplishment. Um, and then another thing, I guess the apex, man, it didn't happen yet. You know what I mean? Like I got a number in mind, a target number in mind that I didn't reach yet. I don't, I don't want to uh, disclose that number right now, but um, as 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 time goes by I feel myself inching closer and closer towards that goal with certain moves that I'm making so um yeah that 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 be it. oh no you know what scratch that forget the money man um another thing is being able to have my mom live out here with me man so that's my next goal and I think that's going to come uh after March man you know she retired in March so I'm trying to bring her out here and put her on my uh, visa man and and see where it could go you know what I mean so that will be that that's worth more than money to me that's a goal that I have as well. I would love to have my yeah. mom with me out in Abu Dhabi in the UAE so she can just see the wonders and the beautiful scenery and just the relaxation that they provide for the spirit. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's safe. It's, one of the, it's actually the safest country. Uh, UAE is the safest country on earth. But uh, Dubai, Sharjah, and Abu Dhabi were in the top um, safest country, I mean, safest cities on earth, like out of 50 cities, like it was Dubai, Abu Dhabi and Sharjah is like three out of five, you know what I mean? So it's like, where else on earth can you find that kind of like peace of mind? You know what I mean? Than a place like this. Never have to look over your back, never have to worry about, you know, somebody doing something crazy. Now, obviously it's people are people. So it's gonna be, you know, whatever people are capable of can happen anywhere. But I mean, you know, for the majority of it, it's love, man. Absolutely. We don't have to worry about any of those things. Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. So far, so good, man. What type of affirmations are you telling yourself every day? You can do it. Whatever whatever it is that I put my mind to, you can do it. Like, I run every day, man. So, um, and this is a recent thing. Like, I used to always jog. But uh, 2021, I told myself that I was going to get active um, again because I've been lazy since quarantine, since the whole COVID situation happened. I've been super lazy. So um, 2021, I determined to get active again. So every time when I'm running, I'll just say, you can do it. You can do it. And I always have my little talks to myself in my head. 
I know that sounds crazy, but it's literally like <laughs> I talk to myself every time I run, man. So um, just for just to put it in, in, in perspective, I ran uh, 111 kilometers so far this month. Right. So just think of yourself running every every two seconds. You're like, you can do it. You can do it. Like I think of a new thought and just put in my head. You can do it after whatever that thought is. You know what I mean? And I did that for 111 kilometers. So it's just like it's continuous uh, repetition, man. You know? Yeah, man, you got to get out there and make do the things that make you uncomfortable. Also, at the same time, give affirmations right. to back right. your spirit for what the place you're in. Right, right. And, and we can do anything we put our mind to, man. We can do anything we put our mind to. It's just that we, you know, it's just going to take sacrifice at the end of the day. Um, what are you willing to sacrifice to accomplish whatever goal that you have? And is that sacrifice worth it? You know what I mean? And that's the only thing you really have to worry about. Will this be worth, will this sacrifice be worth it? And if it is, then you could do anything you put your mind to, no matter what it is. How early did you start goal setting? Mm, man, I read this book called uh, The 64 Principles, uh, the, the Principles of Success by Jack Canfield in 2008. So that book was a book that changed my life. And that book was the one that uh, uh, allowed me to start thinking about goal setting. And since that, man, I wrote, you know, um, not wrote specifically, but I have countless uh, uh, journals and countless, you know, like books that I write about, I mean, uh, books that I write and I actually released three books that I authored all like reflective of self um, in one way or, or another, man, um, as well. So goal setting has also, has always been a part of my life since 2008. What part of the book gave you that transition? Do you remember a piece of it that you can share with us today? Well, you know, um, all right. So one of one of them is um, to write down a hundred things that you accomplished already, right? One hundred things, and it seemed crazy because when I was writing, I'm like, "Damn, I ain't do a lot." And it's like a hundred things, but it could be as big or as small as you want it. It could be like walking to the store as a goal for some people, because some people can't walk to the store. It could be, you know, graduating from kindergarten, graduating from first, graduating from second. You know what I mean? You graduate from high school. That's twelve goals that people don't have. But these are all things that 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 you know we don't think about as goals. But when we're going through them as a goal, how many times do you say, "I can't wait till this is over. I can't wait till it's done." When it's done, it's a goal, but it just depends on how we looked at it. But anyway, I had to write a hundred things that I've already accomplished. In the very next chapter, is like a hundred things that you want to do. You know what I mean? And so we wrote a hundred things that you want to do. And then he has something, a gym that I live my life by as well, man. It's like event plus response equal outcome. And that's like literally um, how I approach life at the moment, man. It's like, you know, whatever the event is going to happen, you can't prevent the event from happening, but you can, you can uh, control your response to the event to create whatever outcome that is going to be. Tell us the name of the book and the author again. For those who it's called uh, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a book for your soul right there. Yeah, yeah. Along the road no. of your goal. Oh, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. No, no, it's, it's good, bro. You good. You good. Along the roads of your sacrifice and what you were doing goal wise, what did you sacrifice? Um, right now, man, being away from friends and family. You know what I mean? Like, um, I had to, you know, I, I moved out of Philly ten years ago, man, because I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, for five years. I've been over here for five years. So it's like uh, just just the sacrifice of of getting out of my um, you know my comfortable environment, so to speak. You know, so that sacrifice has been difficult. But the beauty of, of it is we all have technology. So I talk to my close friends every single day, every single day. I, I talk to um, you know certain family members pretty much every single day. So um, you know it has been a sacrifice because obviously you want to be with people physically, but you know technology is a beautiful thing. So that's how you deal with it. Use technology to stay a little closer. Yeah, yeah. I use, I use technology, and also, man, I'm a, I, like it's funny enough, man. I'm just a loner in general. Like, I, ideally, I've always I'm a social person. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just like one of them hermit crabs or whatever to just stay in the shell. But um, I'm a loner in general. Like, I like to read. I like to run. I like to do like activities by myself. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm used to being by myself. So that's one benefit that I had. But you know, at that time, there are times when you do miss, you know, you do miss somebody that you you you, you kind of knew forever. You know what I mean? So talk to me about how important it is to like yourself. Man, like yourself or love yourself. I, I think like yourself, you love it. You can love yourself, too. But actually like the person you are is also another extreme. Yeah, I, that's true, man. I never thought about that, man. I always I always thought of myself in terms of loving myself, man. But um, yeah, I guess liking yourself is definitely uh 
to me, I'm, I'm going to equate both of them as, as very similar uh, uh, interests because, you know, I feel like you, I feel like you have to love yourself to like yourself and to an extent, you know what I mean? Um, but it's definitely important. Man. I think that how can you accomplish, how can you, number one, how can you want a goal if you don't like yourself enough to get that goal or love yourself enough to get that goal? So I think that um, liking or loving yourself, man, is, is extremely important. Well, the way, I, the way I was looking at it, you are correct. The way I had looked at it, interpreted it, is like, if you love yourself, you know, you get up and wash, do the things you need to do, the, the things that require right. maintenance. But if you like yourself, you really work on yourself every day because you you are appreciating where you are in terms of, oh, I really like me. I really like right. where I'm going. I love myself. Right. I'm going to take care of my body and my health, but I really like myself to develop myself. Right. I mean, I, and I, yeah, I never looked at it like that, man. That's a, that's a really good way of looking at it. So, I, I mean, I think I'm gonna start using that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I'm gonna start using that. Do you even like yourself? Cause a lot of people make a lot of crazy decisions and I'll be like, damn, like how you, I always equated, like I said, the love or whatever. Cause I'll be looking at certain people in certain decisions and they're like, how do you love yourself when you're making this crazy decision like this? You know what I mean? But that's, that might be a person who love themselves, but they don't like themselves. Right. People can't, can't look themselves in the mirror. You know what I mean? A lot of people love themselves enough to spend time with other people using their characters and attributes, but don't like themselves enough to be alone with themselves. Right, right, right. That's real. That, and quarantine has uh, really shown that as well, man. You know, quor uh, not quarantine, but COVID has really shown that, man, because a lot of people are depressed. They down because they don't, they don't like being by themselves, you know? So yeah, I agree, I agree. 100%. What have you procrastinated on and why? Man, um, it's a good question, bro. Like, I don't know, man. I don't really feel like I'm a procrastinator. Like, I feel like um, everything that I wanted to do, I go out and do it if I really set my mind to it. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't set my mind to it, I don't want it enough. So, therefore, I don't really consider that procrastination. Well, no, let me get it. You know what? Let's go back to the running thing. Let's go back to the jogging. I procrastinated on jogging all last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't do anything. So, um, you know, I guess my health wise or whatever, man, you know, health wise, I've been uh, procrastinating, you know, in the last year, but now I'm back on it. So, and why? I think it was just a combination of finally slowing down and um, the, the the COVID, you know what I mean? The COVID forced me to, huh? Just appreciating the view for a little while. Yeah, yeah, appreciating the view for a little while. That's the way to, that's the way to say it, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, you know, when you're on the go and you're a true hustler, they say never stop to look what you've done because once you start doing that, you start losing a little bit of the hustle. Facts, facts, facts. And that's what happened, bro. Like, honestly, like, we we, we did the um, first Emirates Music Summit um, one day before lockdown. So, like, literally, we did it on March 13th. They said no more live events is happening March 14th. So I was like, boom, we got out that out get that out the way. And naturally, after you accomplish such a big goal, you kind of just take a breather. You'd be like, oh, all right, that's just a natural thing because you know all the work that you put into it. And then that breather turned into like October. And then October, we got a phone call saying that they want to do another one in November. And they was going to do it during during the lockdown with an addition of Breakout DXB. And it was like, that was a whole different ball game. It was my own. Now it was back up and running. But I took all of that break with chilling where I could have just been, you know, working. So. Absolutely. Talk to me about your lowest moment. And I don't want to just know about your lowest moment. I want to know how you got up. This is for the people right now that might be experiencing the same situation you're in, but you already developed yourself past it. How, or if you haven't, how have you got up? Um, man, I, I got a weird way of compartmentalizing, man. Like I compartmentalize my life, bro. And and unfortunately I sacrifice a lot of the social things that I, that I want to do. So when it comes down to like being at a low point or whatever, I just get my, I get, I'll get my prayer, get my prayer, prayer uh, mat out. And, you know, I just go to work, man. I just, me and God, bro, just me and God had these uh, real deep, honest uh, conversations. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's the thing, man. It's like when you're honest with yourself, your low moments, like well, I hear other people talking, for instance, right? And I maybe I don't, you know, I'm not a psychopath, man. I have feelings, don't get me wrong. But, but in the same token, like my low moments come when I'm not honest with myself. I don't really, you know what I mean? I don't really experience that until I'm honest with myself. You know what I mean? And then I feel like once you're honest with yourself, external things you can't control. So you just put that in God's hands. That's where the prayer mat come out. You just let it be what it's going to be. You can't control it. You know what I mean? And I just let it out. So I compartmentalize the things I can't control as I can't control them. And the things I can't control 
I messed up, I messed up. You know what I mean? I just gotta be honest enough to admit that. So you, when I'm dealing with- I'm sorry, go ahead. When you're dealing with- No, no, go ahead. No, no. So when I'm dealing with those low moments, man, I just, I just kind of like, hey, I, I messed up. I pray and I keep it moving. Tell me how you speak to God. Do you do you just speak to God plainly? Because so many people think, some people don't know how to pray. Some people don't know how to get into that frame of mind. But I try to tell them, just speak to God as if you would speak a person you respect, but have a dialect exactly how you feel. Give him all your feelings the way you need to, because he created you. He knows how you speak, right? Right, right, right. So I grew up um, in between, like, so my mom was Muslim, my dad was Christian, right? But I grew up with my mom. I didn't grow up, like, in the same household as my dad. Like, so I, I grew up in a very unique situation, right? So I would go to the masjid on, on uh, Fridays, and then on certain Sundays when I would see my dad, certain times he would bring me to church. So I seen religion from a, 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 a um, both perspectives at, at one point in time in my life, which caused me to be like, all right, who's right, who's wrong? I had that, I faced that question very, very early in life. And so I realized one thing that I um, realized early on that nobody can define my relationship with God. No religion can define that. No individual can define that. No books I read can define that. It's like, you really have to know that there's a higher being greater than thyself. There's something out there greater than you, no matter what name you call it. Some people call it Allah, some people call it God, some people call it Jehovah, some people call it the, the universe, the almighty, whatever you choose to call it, man. It's just something greater than yourself. And being, and, and, the thing is, like I said before, you have to be open and honest enough with yourself for anything to happen. If you're not willing to face that demon or face those those things that's going on in your life, then, you know what I mean? How can you have a true conversation? It's independent of religion. To me, it's independent of religion, like the relationship with, with the higher being, whatever you choose to call it, is independent of all religion, man. So it's just keeping it real, man. It's just keeping it real. Because once, once you get to the- Go ahead. I'm once sorry. You get to the, yeah, once you get to the root of an issue, then you can start taking ownership and control of that issue and changing it. And I feel like no miracle, no action happens without you putting yourself first. So even if you're praying to God for like something to change, it's gonna take your steps to make that happen. It's not gonna be like drop from the sky and be like, oh, you wanted a million dollars, boom, here go a million dollars, your problem is solved. It don't work like that. You gotta go towards it, you gotta work towards it. You know what I mean? Nothing, I, I just don't feel like nothing comes easy. You know what I mean? You have to activate the God in you and no religion, every religion is independent from God. That's a good way to right. look at it. I like that. Yeah. How important it is to leave where you're from to develop where you're going? Um, man, I think, it, 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 I, honestly, I just think it depends on the environment where you, where you are in, man. Because some environments are very healthy to where you want to go. And some environments aren't healthy to where you want to go. Um, I, I unfortunately, not unfortunately, because I feel like that developed who I am, but I didn't come from an environment that was very healthy, healthy, healthy to my growth as a, as a man first. And um, as a black man at that, man, I didn't come from that type of environment. So um, for me, I felt it was extremely important. There's no way possible, no way possible I would be where I'm at right now if I didn't leave where I'm, where I'm from. You know what I mean? It's just no way. Talk to me about the expansion of yourself when you finally left and realized you were experiencing new things outside of your, I think we talked about this before off camera, where yeah, yeah. vernacular changed and where you were. Yeah, um, man, I, honestly, bro, like, I, I just think that um, when you have different experiences, right? You, you and, and people that you're close to and all that, man, they can't understand that. So, you know, a lot of people, not necessarily hate, but if people don't understand where you at right now mentally, so they can't relate. So you kind of outgrow certain people, you know what I mean? And out, not outgrow as a, in a uh, bless you, bro. Bless you. <laughs> not outgrow in a, what's the name way? In a, in a uh, fronting way, like I'm fronting on you, but you outgrow like how people think mentally. So it kind of forces you to kind of like learn yourself, you know what I mean? And um, as far as like, uh, Man, as far as how did, when did I know? I don't know, bro. I can't really, I can't pinpoint the time period of, of when did I know? Because I feel like I've always been different in general. Like I was, I was always a reader. Like I will always read. I will always like, um, you know, just think outside the box all the time. You know what I mean? Like literally all the time. Like people never understood how I, I was always, you know, like 
just for for uh even with the way I eat, right? So my mom was a vegetarian. Imagine being in the hood. This one vegetarian wasn't cool. wasn't like wasn't cool at all times, man. I had to cook out when my mom had veggie burgers. Nobody wanted to come to our cookouts. You know what I'm saying? I was always always thought differently just based on how I, you know what I mean, perceive uh, uh, grow up. So I was always like that outsider, man. So that for real didn't really um bother me per se. I'm sorry, man. I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah, man. You're I just saying you were just different and thought outside the box because your mother introduced you to different cultures even back then. Yeah, yeah. Late to where you were, even with food. Yeah, yeah. So even even with that, so it's like I, I don't, I couldn't, I just never really, I guess I never really uh, pinpoint pinpointed when did it change. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what I mean? probably, and, I, probably and I was always consistent to who you were, just a part of watering your seed. Mm-hmm. And I was always comfortable with my own skin. And that's another thing, man. It's like a lot of people aren't comfortable in their own skin, which makes them a target for real, for real. Like I look at that as like a target when you ain't comfortable in your own skin. So I was always cool. Like I was like, I read, so what? You know what I'm saying? Well, I also play ball, also can fight. You know what I mean? So whatever they want to do is also, you know, <laughs> whatever it was, so. That's what happens when you love and like yourself. Right, 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 right. Talk to me about mentorship. What what is your feeling about it? Talk to me about a moment where you were successful and a moment where you just couldn't get through. Man, I'm uh, I'm extremely passionate about mentorship. Like I said, with, with the kids, man, um, I like to use the word at opportunity versus at risk because I look at all these kids, man. So for Hip Hop University, for instance, man, we had over maybe like 300 mentees. I can't even count, man, to be honest, which I'm just doing a rough estimate but like around 300 mentees that we had. Now, some of them, you know, ended up in college. We have some in college and then some of them ended up in a graveyard. But at the end of the day, you know, we tried our best to kind of reach all those kids and they, we, we provided them with opportunities that was in a cool way, as far as college is concerned, as far as like uh, resources, programs, um, you know, we tried our best, but it is hard. It takes a it takes a village, man. You know what I mean. And there's not one person that can that can do it all. So I have a few mentees like on my own, but then you know, as far as organizational wide, you know, I, I I can't touch everybody. You know what I mean. Otherwise, I won't have no time for me. But um, I'm always there for anyone's anybody who wants to reach out to me in general. Period. You know what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely. I have a question for you that uh, most guys have not gotten good advice from and i want to mm -hmm. hear what you have to say about this you being mm -hmm. a mentor you mentee people so i think you're going to understand where i'm coming from did mm -hmm. you ever get a sex talk who or what gave you sex education man my mom dog my mom did my mom my mom my best friend bro like she don't play because like she don't play man you know, I grew up, like I said, I just reverted back to Philly, man. We grew up in an environment where it was like a high HIV rate, bro. So it's like, you didn't, if, she, if my mom ain't tell me, my friends are going to tell me, and it was out here wild. And so it's like, you know what I mean? My mom ain't want to have that, man. So my mom was uh, my, my first person who had that talk with me, man. Shout out to your mom for getting that done. You wouldn't believe how many people in our community are afraid to have that talk. Or they're very passive aggressive, or they vicariously yeah. say, don't put your Frank foot in that hot dog bun, birds and the bees. But we need to have real conversations because there's real things going on with real diseases, real child support cases on the men's side. Right. Those right. Things. And I always talk about the moment where the condom is right there and you're involved with somebody and you don't reach for it and it changes your life. But I, right. I feel if you had some type of tutelage and information, you things, you would stop and say, you know what, right. I can't do that. But you know what, yes and no, man. You know what, like, because I think that it goes back to your point before about loving yourself or liking yourself, you know what I mean? Like you really got to love yourself to know that, because some people get all this information, but they don't care, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't love themselves <laughs> enough, you know what I mean? Yeah, you right. out here just start, start wilding because they can. You know what I mean? Like I've been in a lot of uh, a lot of wild situations, man. You know what I mean? And um, you know, it do take that extra strength to sometimes to kind of uh, <laughs> take out that, that primal happen. mentality. Yeah, man. You know, and and, and uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess going back going back to the original question, man. It's, I, it's all a growth for all of us, man. Because we, yeah. we understand it's fun. We understand the connection. We understand the love about it. Right. And, and like, like yeah, there you go. And, and, and I th think it's an age thing as well, man. Like when you're young, you have to go through certain experiences on your own. You know what I mean? Some experiences 
people can't bounce back from. So if you could give somebody game, if you could give, like I always had, like I always be as as 100 as I possibly can with other people's kids, you know what I mean? Because I don't have any of my own. So when 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 it's mentees or whatever, I'll be as hundred as I possibly can. As long it just depends on the relationship I have with that kid. Because at the end of the day, I know he's gonna be out here trying new things. I know he's gonna be out here, you know what I mean, doing whatever. And we live in a whole different age from when I grew up. We live in this like whole new world, man. You know what I mean? Where things that are acceptable now wasn't acceptable when I grew up. And there's no judgment on whoever. People could do whatever they want to do. I have no complaints on people living their life but in the same token there's certain things that i didn't even have to think about that they got to think about now you know what i mean so it's like i i agree with you i think things have upgraded just naturally like we went from having records in our home to the record bin that you could not touch that had all the nasty music with the foul language that your parents say right. you know, this to the clean side we have michael jackson and all these things but right. now everything is just mixed together and you have to as a parent or a guardian do your best to protect yeah. the mind and maturity of what your child is going to experience at what time if you but can that, but yeah for sure and now you got to be more real than ever before like i feel like you know what i mean because you know there's no like i said like I'm, there's no disrespect to anybody of any sexual orientation or any origin when i make this next comment but you know you got these uh, uh these transgenders in school right now and you thinking of these little kids man they're so impressionable bro they so impressionable and they they look at that as like okay is a is a woman but they might start developing feelings based on what they seeing as a norm thing or whatever but then you can't really you can't really have natural babies with somebody like that so it's like it's like it's kind of you know it's kind of like very uh it's, it's crazy right now man we live in crazy times bro like people love what they love and i'm all i'm all for whoever loving whoever they love but they, you got to be a super real uh is no more sugar coating everything because you got to know like yo if that's what you went to this is what you went to but knowing this is how the reproduction system works and you know what i mean like just knowing stuff like that is like for real, for real now. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind interviewing people who are transgen transgender to hear their perspective on yeah. how us heterosexual men view the actual prowess of being exposed to something before we even learn right. what we might right. like in terms of whoever gets there first mentally sometimes wins the egg, right? Right, right, yep. And that, and that's real. I remember watching, just going back to that point, man, I remember watching um, Jerry Springer or, or whatever, one of those talk shows back in the day, and they used to have this like segment sometimes of like, guess who's the girl or something like that. It was like, you had to guess which one was the girl. And some of them you couldn't tell. And me, you know, I was like 13, 12, 13 years old at the time. I'm like, damn, she bad. How can she be a guy? Like, you know what I mean? Naturally, I knew, it was not, I knew at that point in time how, you know, life works or whatever or reproduction works I should say that so I knew what I was attracted to but in the same token it was like man you know what I'm saying like it's, 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 it's crazy so what if I'm what if I didn't have that guidance and I didn't know that and she got to me a little bit earlier like who knows man you know like it's, yeah you don't know what you're you gonna be to and it's not the, it's, it's not a drawback it's just a conversation that we all should have on both sides and have an understanding of where they are and where we are and we meet in the middle to yeah to express and accept each other for where we are on the same soil. Right, right, 100%. And my whole thing is just keep it 100, like just keep it real. Like just be who you are. Like I'm, I'm all for people being exactly who they are. The moment you have to hide you, who you are and be you know, who you're not, then you kind of like messing up whatever energy that you're trying to attract. You know what I mean? It's just like be, live your life, man. Be who you are on any side of the fence, whatever road you choose to walk down, man. Just walk that world proudly, you know what I mean? And make sure that you really are who you are. Let me ask you a question about your mom. Yeah. Have you ever interviewed your mom and heard her story? Because so many of us don't know that our parents have stories too. They sacrifice what they've done, what they did when they were kids. They tell you little stories about their information that is needed at the time, but you ever just got just real information about, tell me your story. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't interviewed her, but me and her have a very close relationship. So it's not too much that I don't know about my mom. I don't, I don't think I, I probably know a little bit too much <laughs> about my mom, <laughs> all the way up to the point where I knew where I, where I was conceived. You know what I mean? <laughs> probably, probably a little bit too much. But, uh, you know, man, like I said, my mom is probably my uh, best friend, man. Like the person that I could be 
as honest as possible with man without a fear of judgment you know what i'm saying like if i'm wrong she tell me i'm wrong and then she tell me it'll be okay you know what i mean and you know so i feel like um you know i don't i never interviewed her but i feel like i i know as much but that's a good man i might i might try to do that man i might i might look into that might be the next book man they you sparking some ideas man a book between her and i you yeah and and that could be the name of the book a book between her and i Ooh. yeah yeah boom there you go there you go <laughs> <laughs> i want to poll you real quick since you were raised by a woman i mm. want to know the top three things and criteria that you want in a woman and the reason i ask that is because there's always a criteria that i think us men leave out without thinking about it that they when i express it they go yeah i might need that one so I will, it's subject. This is a subjective comment, though. This is best. Oh, good, for you. What's best for you? So please let us know. What is your top three? Man, um, honesty. Uh, I have to be visually stimulated, whatever that may be. I have to visually be there, and um, unconditional love, not conditional love. Unconditional love. I think that's the three things that I need. You know what I mean? What I look for in a woman when I'm ready to settle down on that type of level, you know yeah. what I mean? If I'm ready to settle down on that type of level, it has to be, excuse me, it has to be unconditional love, man. So honesty, visually stimulating and unconditionally loving. And which is all great comments and it's all great to make it for a woman for you and, and what you need is what you need. I've always often say, why don't men say intelligence? But you know what, man? That's a good uh, thing too because I do need that as well. Like, but we only had three. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's like, but but I do need uh, intelligence. I, like for me personally, because I read a lot. You know, I need somebody who's going to spark a conversation that that I need to have. You know, with somebody. Like I need that stimulation as well. But you know, I don't think that's necessarily a. Yeah, that is a requirement too, bro. So you're right. I mean, it's just hard to pick out of three. You know what I mean? That is that is one. That's top five for sure. Top five. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? How much are you trying to understand communication? How much are you studying love languages and information? So when you get this young lady, you know how to give her affirmations and give her communication and give her languages that she needs. Oh, man. Um, right now, I'm not actively doing that because I'm not like my I, I realized like I can't put what I want to give in a relationship and the woman who I want to be with eventually I can't offer that right now so I don't put that energy into it right now but I have been engaged three times so you know I kind of know my way around the book like how I need to speak how I need to act you know all that kind of stuff depending on who I'm with but ultimately man like um so I so I guess that was practice you know what I mean so the next time I get into a real situation man um then then you know i feel like i i know what i'm doing <laughs> well talk to me about when you're someone's preparation but not their destination um when i'm someone's preparation in I, general or, speak from that yeah. you have you have experience in that realm you said you were engaged mm -hmm. three times that means right. those three ladies were not for you but eventually they will move on and yeah, yeah, experiences yeah. that you have talk to me when you when you're someone's preparation instead of destination Man, you, you know what? I wasn't ready, bro. To be honest with you, I wasn't ready all three times, man. I was not ready to be a husband. I don't think um, at least two of them was ready to be a wife. You know what I mean? So it was uh, being young, being unsure of myself, needing validation, you know, that kind of stuff, man. And so they were my preparation. I was their preparation. You know what I mean? Um, two of them found their destination. I wish them all the best. Um, no hate, you know, no all love, you know what I mean? But um, as far as you know, that's when it comes down with being honest, right? And being real with yourself and being, cause you can't keep it real with nobody else until you keep it real with yourself. And, um, you know, when it comes down to being in relationships and all that kind of stuff, a lot of people put up this false sense of self to like appeal to, to the other chick or to the girl or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, that's just kind of like a red flag. If I ever feel like I got to do that, too, you know what I mean? If I ever feel like I got to be someone other than myself, or if she ever feels like she got to be someone other than herself, then it's never going to work out. So, um, you know, I don't mind being preparation at this stage of life, but in my next point, then, um, <laughs> you know, the ne in the next stop, then I'm, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, uh, I'll find the one that's going to be my destination. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now let's put this in perspective. 
You said everything mm-hmm. about destination. I want to put you in a scenario real quick. Mm-hmm. Scenario, whatever you want to call it. As a husband, would you rather have a great woman or a great wife? Mm. With myself, a great wife. With my kids, a great woman. I'm being selfish. So if I'm being selfish, man, you know what I mean? I, I need a great wife. I need somebody that's going to be my rock, like for real rock. I don't mean, like I said, unconditional love is important. That's what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? When it, when, it, when that time comes. So I need somebody that's going to really be there for me. But when, when it comes to a family and having families involved, man, it's going to be a little bit deeper than that, right? It's going to, because she not only has to take care of me, it's also like kids that's involved. You know what I mean? So it's like for as a, a great woman, and I think a great woman could be a great wife too. You know what I mean? It, it don't really have to be synony- uh, uh, different, separated. You know what I mean? Those two could work synonymous with each other. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's no wrong answer there. It's subjective, but it all about it's all about what fits you. Right, right. Validation for yourself. It's like you win a championship when you start to find your stride in liking and loving yourself. Mm. But I ask you, Mr. Albert. Do you defend the title? And what I mean by that is, are you keeping up with the best versions of yourself to prepare yourself for the next female that's going to be possibly your destiny? Um, man, to be honest with you, nah, not right now. Like right now, I'm just, I'm living, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't have no time to be honest with you. It's not, it's not nothing that I don't want. I just know what I can offer when that time is available. I do know what I'm capable of. Well, I'm not talking about relationship wide. I'm talking about you with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you competing with the best versions of oh, yourself? Yeah. Are you upgrading yourself? Are you really like saying validating yourself? Because you're not in a relationship. So you have to, and, and most people don't need it's not good to seek validation right. unless you're a man that has one yoke. But since you are a single man, I ask you. How are you validating yourself? Um, man, like you said, I am I am uh, always competing with myself, man. I'm always trying to do better than I was last time around. You know what I mean? Every like I said, I always write my goal uh, uh, these books that's in front of me, and I got millions of them, man. These are all things of how I can better myself. So every day, man, and um, honestly, I don't put myself in competition with nobody because I want the best for everybody. And I feel like the moment you put yourself in competition with somebody, you want to be better than that person. And I don't really have anybody on this planet Earth that I want to be better than other than myself. Like, honestly, I wish everybody the best. I wish everybody could rise. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I feel like I'm always competing with myself. I'm always trying to be the best version of myself in certain areas of life. Like right now, I'm not worried about, you know, my social life because I know that's what I'm sacrificing to get like what I want professionally on board. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm, I'm losing stride in my social life, but I'm gaining stride in my professional life. If that makes any sense. We talk about leaving a legacy, yeah. but we ignore most, we mostly mm-hmm. ignore major steps. Mm-hmm. Do you have a will? Um, do I have a will? No, not a formal will. No, I don't. I don't have anything formal. Talk to me about why we run away from that conversation as a people. What do you think is the issue? People scared of death, man. Nobody want to talk about themselves dying. Nobody want to like face that reality. You know what I mean? Because the, the reality is you never know when you're going to go. So that stuff is extremely important. Having a will is extremely important. But nobody want to put that energy out there. But like get a will. and You know what I mean? Like People scared of that, man. I think it's just the fear of death. Well, a friend to the show, Choice Westbrook, said he's going to make a will to live. Instead of yeah. the will to die, he's going to put things in a trust to make his kids or people after him achieve certain goals in order to get what he has left behind. That's dope. That's dope, man. That's real dope. You know, I think people need to look at it. Another friend to the show, Mr. Cameron Wesley, spoke about looking at death as an investment in terms of insurance, making sure you have insurance and life insurance over your family, over your parents and, and yourself. Just in case something happens, you don't have right. to have a GoFundMe situation. You don't have to worry about how you're going to be buried and transferred over to the other side in terms of in this world financially. And you can leave a little cushion for the rest of the world, the people right. in your world to better themselves in their lineage. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great way of looking at it. You know what I mean? It's definitely a great way of looking at it. Um, that's something I need to do better with, to be honest with you. Like, I, I need to... Yeah, I challenge you to look at it as an investment instead of death, because death is certain. But if For you sure. look at it as an investment, sure. 
I think it would lighten your heart to want to talk about the one-time conversation you need to have with yourself and the people you love. Right. And you know, it's funny, man, my um, sister, she, we had a conversation maybe a week ago, a week or two ago, and um, she lives in Atlanta now. And she was just basically asking, you know, uh, you know, what we're going to do is, you know, it's my dad's side. Like, what are we going to do with the house or whatever, the family house, if anything happens to the parents and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, for me, I really didn't live there. So I'm not really, I'm not really entitled to anything on the house per se or whatever. But as far as all the other things that he he's doing or whatever, man, just having that in mind is just like really eye-opening, man, because you don't, don't never know, especially in these, uh, you don't ever know, not never know, sorry. You don't ever know, especially in, in these trying times with uh, COVID, man, it's taking people left and right. You just really never know, man. So I think you're right, man. It's, it's something that I do need to look into a little bit further um, and, be, and take a little bit more serious. Absolutely. I know the answer to this question already, but I'm going to ask it already. I mean, ask it anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm. Should there be a basic training program amongst men, a level of education given, skill traits given, attributes taught outside of the school system, outside of the library, outside of the Boys and Girls Club, outside of the church, where we teach financial literacy, communication, how to change a tire, gardening, how to change a tie, general wealth building, stock-related situations, and speaking with the elderly on their expertise. 100%, man. How to be a man. You know, like courses about how to be a man or what, what, what uh, people think a man is supposed to be. So I 100% think that. 100%, especially on the financial literacy tip. I think that's extremely important, man. I wish that, bro, we, we have the most spending power, but we, we own the least, you know what I mean? And it's just like, we gotta start doing better, making better decisions. Like you said, learning how to change the tire, learning how to do basic things. And, and this, you know, my generation was bad too, so I'm not criticizing this new generation, but this new generation don't learn a lot of like the basic stuff, man. You know what I mean? Because of the computer or because of whatever it is, like, I, I just feel like we definitely need to take a little bit more charge and seeing how our youth are, are, are being raised and dealt with. Absolutely. I think I want to look at it as a military basics and make things mandatory that you know, that you know about stocks. Like you have to own a stock by the time you're 13. Like you're going to own a stock, whether it's through mm -hmm. your guardian or whatever, how the legal age for you to own it, you're going to own some stocks. You're going to understand why school has the structure it has. Not because what you go to school and do, but I'm talking about the time school separates and does 45 minutes of everything that makes everything adjustable in your life so you can take care of your family, work out, eat right, take a lunch break, go back, do math, do spelling. Like these things you're going to do in your life to achieve your goals. You're going to break everything up and concentrate one at a time. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. I think it should be mandatory, bro. And I, and I think that's where we come in at, yo. Like, as, as as men, that's where we come in at. That's where, like, you know, outside of the Boys and Girls Club, outside of the school district, outside of whatever it is, man, we have to grab these young boys up by the shoulder. Young boy, come here. You know what I'm saying? This is what you need to do. When we see them, we scared of them. Like, a lot of people, who I, I'll be talking to my homies in Philly back home. It's like, a lot of them scared because the young boy, they wild. Don't get me wrong. They wild. But they wild because they have no guidance. That's why they wild. Like if they had, if you grab them while they're young, they won't be as wild because they have guidance. You know what I mean? And you can't save all of them. We're not going to be able to save everybody. But the ones that we can touch, the ones that we can save, man, we need to take that time out and do it. And I think a lot of people don't want to take that time. A lot of people don't want to, they're so caught up in their own life, they don't know what's going on around them. And especially with the kids, man. So I think that you absolutely right. My bad, man. I don't mean to cut you off, man. But I will say that's one thing I can say that my dad did. My dad put me on like the stocks and all that. And I didn't say he because I didn't live with him. And I, my mom was low income. So the stuff that he was talking about was foreign to me. I'm like, man, I'm, I probably ain't going to be alive when I'm 21. I ain't worried about, you know what I'm saying? I'm probably ain't worrying about uh, uh, investing no money at 16 when, you know, my homie down the street just got killed. You know what I mean? Or my homie around the corner just got killed. Somebody else got locked up. I wasn't even thinking on that level. You know what I mean? But I wish I would have. I wish I would have. Well, the seed is there and it's, it's sprouting right now. It's, it's, it's harvesting yeah, as we speak. True. I came up with something called operating at 100%. And what I mean by that is I took mm. five categories to operate at 20% each. Purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Purpose, mm -hmm. health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Purpose meaning you're operating your purpose. Health meaning you're working out, doing the things you need to do, praying, eating right, meditating. Confidence you're doing without fear and out in, without insecurities. Money, you made a little money, saved a little money, invest a little money. And knowledge, you learn yeah. something. 
within the last 24 hours, sir, how much of 100% have you been operating out of? Man, I work out every day. I read every day. I work every day. Um, you know, I, I, I plan every day. Uh, so I, I'm going to say I do 100%, man. Like even right now, like before this, I was, I was, I ran this morning. Before this, I was at work. I got a meeting after, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got a meeting afterwards. So I, I try to operate on on that logic, you know, a lot of times without the financial thing, because the fi I'm not really, oh, no, you know what? Because I'm investing in my own business. So I would say, you know, yesterday was payday. Every payday, I put some money into my own, my business account. So it was like, I guess if I'm investing, I'm investing in myself right at the moment. So. Well, when you have routine, success is on purpose. Yes, sir. Yes, Thank sir. you, sir. You are now part of the Silhouette Boys Club. It's people like you who move in the shadows to help people like me shine. Now, before you go, we like to get referrals for the show. Is there a man, mm -hmm. someone you think can come on this show and help grow the conversation of manhood and answer these questions and drop these gems? Man, um, I, mean, I got so many people I want to refer to it, bro. I got so many people, man. I don't bring them all. Bring them all. Bring yeah, them yeah. all. In. Give yeah. us one name now. Let's drop a name. Let's go with, uh, I'm going to go with my man, E. Clark, man. He's a high school football coach in, uh, in, in um, Philadelphia, man. He, he, he is the coach on one of the, actually the best high school football program in uh, Philadelphia, man. So a lot of his, his students is dope, but he'll love this kind of conversation. He's a married man with kids, good guy, man. And I feel like he has a lot of value. He could add a lot of value to this conversation. E. Clark, we are coming to see you and I hope you connect us there, Mr. Albert. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'd like to hear your social medias, your information, where we can assist and help you grow in your work ethic. Uh, man, albertmcarter.com. You know what I mean? That, that, that has everything that I have going on, man. Just don't forget the M, albertmcarter.com, because Albert Carter comes up this killer in Louisiana. That's not me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so put that M on there, man. But um, yeah, <laughs> Birdo underscore Brown and Albert M. Carter, man. That's, 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 that's where we at. I appreciate you, Berto. For those listening, you can reach me at solutionsformen at gmail.com to be a guest on the show. Also at Sheen One on all platforms. Let's continue this conversation on Clubhouse, Facebook, or Instagram. We end today with a quote from Miles Monroe. True success is not measured by how much you have done or accomplished. It's not compared to what others have done or accomplished. True success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. In other words, living to the maximum is competing with yourself. It's living up to your own standards and capabilities. Success is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal excellence. Question of the day, question of your life. Are you maximizing your life? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Solutions.